0: Hello and welcome to another edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich, where conversation is alive and well, conversation with creative people who have something to say. I have two creative people today I want to introduce you to, Stephanie Elias and Hannah Hutton, who formed a company called Personal Fave. Now, today's episode is focusing on a female-founded sexual wellness brand. These are plant-based products using the cleanest natural ingredients, and the mission is to diffuse shame and stigma around sex. My guests are Stephanie Elias and Hannah Hutton, who looked at the current sex product space, an industry somewhat dominated by males, with products that our guests will tell you have ingredients that are dangerous to the body with zero education for the user. We'll touch on the idea for the company, the development of the products, the marketing of them, and the fact that in 2022 and beyond, the entrepreneurial opportunities do exist in America. It's tough and challenging, but certainly worth doing. So let's welcome now to On Mike with Jordan, the co-founders of Personal Fave, Stephanie Elias and Hannah Hutton. Well, delighted to have both of our guests with us today to talk about this. And there's a lot of aspects we want to get to. First, let's cover where this company has come from and how it's grown. I'll start with Stephanie, recently developed, recently worked on, and you had the COVID experience to have to get through and you're making it. Let's talk about the history of the products. Where did it all start?
1: Um, I'm really glad you asked that question because there are multiple ways to answer it Um, but one that Hannah and I have been talking about a lot lately is a real life situation that actually happened to me um, regarding getting a really bad urinary tract infection at Burning Man um, several years ago and this happened um, in a sexual encounter with somebody um and it happened so quickly that when i came home and started thinking about how did this happen and why did this happen within a matter of hours it became very clear to me that the products that we used had a very unfortunate interaction um obviously with my situation and so basically it became tantamount for us to provide and create clean products that are pH matched and conducive for the vagina owner or for anyone who has, you know, flora down there that may be interrupted or um, set off by the use of a lot of these conventional products and nobody is really talking about it. No one is talking about the fact that conventional sex products have kept chemicals in them as well as are highly unregulated as it relates to ph and it's really just a wild road that we've been um journeying on but hannah and i have really come to the table with great products in terms of sexual wellness offerings that not only are made with the cleanest ingredients but make you feel good and make you feel sexy. Um, and I'd love for Hannah to talk about it a sure. little bit more. I'd,
0: I'd love to get Hannah's take on the origin story and also uh, we'll get into the, the market as it exists. So when you answer the question, if you wouldn't mind also expanding on what uh, Stephanie had to say about the existing market for the kind of products and why you felt the need, but go ahead.
2: Yes, thank you. And thank you for having us. It's awesome to be here. Uh, so when Stephanie approached me, To start Personal Faith Co. with her, I was actually at The Honest Company, which is a natural ingredients, mainly baby, home, and some beauty products. So I was already really into clean ingredient, uh, consumer packaged good brands in the e-com DTC world, and when she approached me, You know, she approached me about four years ago with this idea. I wasn't really familiar with the sexual wellness space. And that made me think I was in my late 20s. I don't even know what's out there touching my body. I wasn't thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, at first I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Steph. Let me get back to you. And then when I was doing my own research in the market, I noticed, A, there wasn't a lot of information out there. And B, what was being sold was I looked into all the ingredients and frankly, they were disgusting. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I eat organic groceries. I use clean cleaning products. Why don't I have a second thought of what I'm putting on my reproductive organs. So I immediately got back to her and I said, yes, we need to flip this industry on its head because not only is it filled with nasty ingredients, but it's also dominated by conventional brands that are run mostly by older men who don't really understand what's happening inside on the female body and what pleasure looks like to them. So I, immediately started consulting before co- becoming a co-founder and was like, this is a no brainer. How can we diffuse shame and stigma and empower people to prioritize their pleasure and educate with clean ingredients? I i am sure elated with what we've created.
0: Yeah, you know, there's so much we'll get to, the entrepreneurial spirit and how you went through the process, but it's it's finding out that the market exists and it needs work. Uh, that's the best way to make gains is to interrupt what is just accepted and make it better. So let's talk a little bit about how you developed uh, this because it's not just, oh, I have an idea. Let me put it in a bottle and sell it. Stephanie, uh, chemistry is involved here. from yes. the root level. Um,
1: We do work very closely with our chemists that we've partnered with. We're so grateful to have such like-minded and open-minded partners such as them to really help us go through the R&D formulation process. It was a long and grueling process. We went through about 16 rounds to get our water-based formulation um, ready to go to market, and it was a really great, experiment in terms of implementation science where we gave samples to friends and family and acquaintances and gave out surveys heard about their experiences hannah and i always say there's no such thing as tmi in this business because we need to know what you were doing who you were doing it with were you doing it with yourself and how did it go because that's how we figured out how to innovate and iterate on our existing formulation to make it the best Mm -hmm. that it could be before we put it to market last year.
0: Yeah, market research is so critical in any business, certainly startups, you guys have done your homework and it's reaping results. So let's talk about the products. There are two now. Hannah, why don't you start with the original product and then we'll talk about the new product, the newer product, what's the original?
2: Certainly, so the first product that we launched February 2021 is called WET, W-H-E-T, and it's a water-based sex serum, and the reason we call it a sex serum and not a lubricant or a lube is because that using that word requires you to test on animals with the way that you register the product, and that to us, to Stephanie's point, we're like, why would we test on animals when we can just test on ourselves and friends, and also lube isn't the sexiest word sex serum is a little more sophisticated and chic and we thought while we're here let's continue to shift the narrative of this industry and elevate it a little more Mm -hmm. so wet our water-based sex serum is an aloe base it has natural aphrodisiacs in it it's latex compliant it's edible and it has a perfect amount of slip and what i really like about this product is that a lot of clean water-based competitors out there don't have the same efficacy. They have the clean ingredients, but you have to reapply it more. The slip isn't there. So we created what, you know, we're a little biased, but something that we think is the best of both worlds, clean ingredients and high efficacy.
0: I just wanted to mention here that so many products say all natural, organic, et cetera. You really have to read the labels. You guys have become so uh, aware of what's going on in the marketing of these products exactly. as you uh, launched yours. Isn't that right, Hannah?
2: That's right. Um, and that's, uh, I can think my past ex- experience with that too, because as organic has become more and more trendy and popular, it's so easy for to just stick on all natural without there really being a universal definition of what all natural means. That's Mm. everyone has their own definition. So we really like using clean ingredients when we're discussing our products, we're using the cleanest ingredients and you know, they're ingredients where you can look at the box, the label, you can pronounce everything, everything looks familiar and you feel safe using it. So We really had a fun time producing this product as well, which is also part of why our partnership is so great as co-founders is that we love what we do and we're having fun. So when we launched Wet with our, our website, we were like, how can we hook people in without being too preachy or sterile or medical, but also have a little fun? So our tagline is we keep it clean so you can get dirty. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun with that. We come back to it all the time. And it really uh just speaks to who we are as a brand. And opening the 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 company with wet and the cheeky copy was the perfect way to uh, start I'm it. I'm
0: a big fan of cheeky copy. I spend my life <laughs> writing slogans and and I I love the way you spell it, W H E T, which is pronounced if you're really uh, perfect. (laughs) Let's talk about the other product, which uh, debuted in in 2022. Also a great name and an interesting spelling. It's called Peak, (laughs) P-I-Q-U-E. Stephanie, tell us about this, product number two.
1: Yeah, so Peak is our um, oil-based CBD-infused arousal enhancement product. Um, Technically, Peak CBD-infused pleasure oil, um, if we're getting particular about the product name. It is an oil-based, like I said, arousal enhancement product, and the CBD coupled with the natural aphrodisiacs as well as rose in this formulation helps stimulate blood flow wherever it is applied topically. So it is an arousal enhancement, not just for female or vagina owners, but for anyone who uses this product. Um, It was the, the fan favorite by far in our testing group when we were giving small samples of both the water and the oil-based initially during our R&D process. And we're really excited about it. We're really excited to get people to understand a little bit more about how we can utilize these kinds of botanicals and amazing extracts to help make your pleasure just mm-hmm. that much better mm-hmm. and also in, enhance the experience overall. We want to make sure that our products are an enhancement to your bedroom experience and not a utility that has been um really important since day one for us to kind of shift that focus because a lot of cis straight guys you talk to when you ask them about lubricant quite honestly they will sometimes go towards the notion of oh i don't need that um i get girls wet enough or something and then we have to go to the water slide analogy which is so Uh, rudimentary however it actually gets the point across of you don't want to go down a dry water slide do you so it is just kind (laughs) of hilarious that we have to go to to go to such literal elementary school um, analogies like that but it really gets the point across but peak has been Amazing in terms of launch so far, we would like to get into into the hands of more people. We're talking to different dispensaries in Massachusetts, as well as Maryland and New York, who may be carrying it since it is a CBD product. um, Not all retailers will carry it, but it is available through our direct-to-consumer website, personalfave.co. Um, And it's been doing really well so far. We gifted some influencers at the beginning of our launch. And now we're just
2: spreading the word. It's it's even been some of our friends and uh, customers use it in a verb. We peaked last night. (laughs) And (laughs) that has been really fun to just see what Uh. our our following has used what we put out there. Let me
0: just jump in here. I want to talk with you about where the company's been going and the successful partners you have, because that's important. But I I will come back to the idea that one would think, with all the stuff going on in the world, that we could talk about this uh, as adults and have fun with what, uh, you know, God created in all of us, the ability to have fun. But getting first to the issue of growth in a company like this, two young ladies on the West Coast, I should add, starting out uh, in a very, well, what now is a more difficult, challenging economy. And yet you've been able to connect and build a business in sort of a new, exciting way. And one of the ways is uh, through partnerships. Stephanie, why don't you start? Where, Where does that stand and what's your biggest success so far?
1: So far, our biggest partner has been Goop. Uh, We partnered with them back in Q4 of last year, so 2021. Um, It's been incredible so far, and they've been pushing our product pretty organically without us even urging them to do so. Honestly, it's always a pinch me moment. They've written us up about 15 times at this point, and we were just included this month in their goop list as a highlighted brand that they wanted to showcase.
0: Would you be kind enough to share with the audience just in case they don't know the background on Goop? Because there's a celebrity connection there.
1: For sure. I can't necessarily mention the celebrity founder. However, she showcases and creates not only her own line of products, but products from all clean beauty uh, household products, as well as accessories and clothing. So there's a wide range of options on their website and they also have a really great um editorial side which is what i was referring to in terms of them writing up about us Mm -hmm. multiple times Um, they keep showcasing us through that avenue
2: yes goop was huge for us we also you know we're we're launching coming up in summer and fall with a few other partners but something that we're really proud of this year is that we actually opened several doors into the adult space in terms of sex shops throughout the United States. And why are we so proud of that? The reason is many of our competitors in the natural space have been neglecting this audience where this audience has paved such a way for us. It's an industry that's been around 50, 60 years and we don't need to neglect this audience. We don't want to poo-poo them. If anything, we wanna help Uh, elevate them in terms of what they're offering and and shift the narrative of them being seedy to more this is a wonderful space to get stuff that makes you feel wonderful. And so being uh, nationwide in in close to 100 stores soon uh, was really exciting because, you know, Goop is a very different audience from your pleasure chest down the street. And we want to make sure that we are reaching many different audiences because everyone deserves to have access to activate their own pleasure.
0: Have either or both of you been surprised, however, by some of the reaction from either prospective backers or uh, retail outlets? Oh, we're not touching that. Again, in this day where things are so open, uh, has there been any blowback?
2: I think if someone's taking a meeting with us, they know the nature of what's coming. And it's for us, I see that as an opportunity if someone becomes uncomfortable i'm not going to judge someone for being uncomfortable because we've almost been conditioned in a sense that sex is taboo and we don't talk about it but to your point there's been more of a shift and so if there is sort of a awkward a raised eyebrow i like to take that as an opportunity to just turn it back and say why does this make you uncomfortable and let's really think about that mm-hmm. because what we're creating is something that has a mind-body connection, really getting in touch with yourself or a partner. And that to me should be celebrated.
0: Stephanie, any thoughts on the same basic question? Uh, what, what to do when people uh, have a raised eyebrow and don't want to talk about this?
2: Yeah,
1: I think to Hannah's point, the uncomfortability just pushes us to work that much harder. Um, and I will say, that although it's been taboo, it feels as though we are permeating the mainstream much more heavily, and that more people are taking meetings with us, more retailers want to potentially carry us. And a lot of these doors have been opening for us. Um, It feels like there is a sexual revolution kind of happening right now, especially with sexual wellness and in the femtech space specifically. Um, And a lot of companies are trudging, you know, paving the way forward. Just this past year, both Saks and Sephora entered the category and we can't wait to potentially be in both of those stores. Um, And that is just a pinch me moment for us, understanding that large department stores or makeup or beauty stores are looking to sexual wellness to move the needle and help them stay relevant in this ever-changing landscape of retail. Um, I think there's so many ways in which we have pushed the boundary and continue to do so um, through our work. And even just yesterday, Hannah and I were having a really interesting conversation with someone who works in private equity about how to harness the uncomfortability as a, like Hannah said, opportunity in our pitches to really make this known that we are not trying to make anyone uncomfortable we're actually trying to make everyone more comfortable and if that's something that you can be open-minded to and receptive to we would like to take that opportunity to really help shift the narrative here and know that there are other female founders who are like-minded that are also pushing this agenda as well.
0: I said earlier how uh, much of the American dream is in involved here when you have two uh, relatively young people, relative to me, everybody's young, two young people who are venturing out on uncharted territory and making it happen. So the question for both of you, and I'll have you each answer this, is what have you learned through this process? Were your eyes open to the just the business process? And have you had to uh, learn on the fly? I imagine you have. And by the way, I know Stephanie is involved heavily in this uh, because she used the word or the term Q4. I thought that was really cool. That shows you you're in you're into this, up to your eyeballs and loving it. Start with you, Hannah. What have you learned about the process of working for yourself in this case?
2: I, first of all, love working for myself and working with Stephanie. It's really empowering. And I feel uh, proud every day of what we do. And we're learning every day. Uh, we make excellent mistakes and we make them often. And the sense that we are very self-aware that we are the new kids on the block, but that we have passion and purpose with what we're putting out there. So we were allergic to ego so that every day we can learn from each other and from everyone we meet. I really prioritize building relationships with everyone. And of course, being two young female Founders trying to fundraise while there's an impending recession is very challenging. But what I learn is that people are inherently kind despite what's happening. And a no now doesn't mean a no later when it comes to opportunities. And so um, we really every day are just learning how do we stay focused and stay motivated and understand that what we're putting out there is important. You know, I am just so grateful that we have created something that we're living our dream every day and we're not experts, right? We don't know it all. And so that to us is so exciting. And when we can be transparent with our customers, with partners and say, Hey, you know what? We're not sure. We actually had no idea that that was the case. Cool. We're going to use this and run with it. Uh It's, been pretty wild in the best way possible.
0: Excellent mistakes, I wrote that down. I love those two words together, they really make a lot of sense. Stephanie, same question, what have you learned? What do you continue to strive to learn and uh, how's the process been? Has it been as exciting as it has been for Hannah?
1: It really has. I mean, echoing some of Hannah's sentiments, I think for me specifically, just adopting the beginner's mindset and understanding that it's okay to ask for help when you need it and to know where your strengths lie and to be self-aware in terms of where the weaknesses also lie. I think it's not a bad thing to have a good self-assessment of where you can succeed as well as help. But in regards to just Keeping that curiosity alive, no matter what, I think that's been the whole thing, the underbelly of this whole building this brand, because if we don't, if we aren't curious, if we aren't asking questions, if we aren't iterating on, as Hannah said, our excellent mistakes, we're not learning and we're not growing. And the only way to grow and scale a startup is to be able to really ask the questions, use the critical thinking. And Hannah pushes me every day to think outside the box and to think bigger. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I get caught in the minutia of the details, and it's really about keeping a holistic view of every single thing that's going on. I will also say um, it's been great to come together as co-founders and to work on this in a way that has been really beneficial for both of us i think we've both learned so much from each other and we continue to do so every day and i also just want to shout out that we have incredible contractors investors um and other people who have just helped us um and to hannah's point before people are kind if you do ask in a way that's pleasant and persistent you are going to get help and people are going to want to Um, stand behind you. We also have our loyal gang, as we refer to them, of our friends and family and just loyal customers who Have been championing us since pre-launch up until now, so we are so grateful for everyone in our corner.
0: Well, there's yourself
2: included, Jordan.
0: Oh, I'm 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 a fan uh, because I appreciate uh, people who do what they do from uh, from A to Z. And you have to make mistakes; it's part of the game. But you also have the joy at the end of the day when you're really tired, you put your feet up, you can say, "Wow, we did this ourselves and with the help of others." It's a great feeling. And also, I will say, having a colleague to work with who's also a friend can work. It works in my world, it works in your world. That's terrific. So the projects are ongoing to uh, get investors, backers, and all that. Products are selling right now. And the best way for people to find out much more and to order products, of course, directly, is at the website. And Stephanie, remind us what that is. uh,
1: Personalfave.co, P-E-R-S-O-N-A-L-F-A-V dot C-O. Um, And as we mentioned before, you can also find us on Goop and there are other amazing retailers coming online later this year that we can't quite announce yet. So look out for us.
0: And Hannah, um, social media is a tool. Some people uh, have issues with social media when it's not used correctly, but you guys are putting your, your creative juices together and coming up with very innovative ways to reach people. It's so different than even 10 or 20 years ago when you had to put magazine ads together and and do traditional broadcast. It's, it's really a whole new vista, isn't it?
2: It really is. And uh, social media is a blessing and a curse. Um, and it's great in the sense of community building and getting creative and storytelling. But um, on a personal and professional level, you always wonder what's Is this the real, what's really happening? And due to the nature of our product, um, Instagram and Facebook doesn't always support us and hides our content, which to us, again, further motivates us. And (laughs) I'm all like, cool. Well, we will circumvent, cut corners, get creative, spell things a little funny if they're gonna ban that word because they think it's bad or um, put in some other content that's more educational based. And so we have had a lot of fun specifically with our our Instagram account.
0: Well, you've done all the right things in terms of bringing this product to the market. And it's a safe and effective, well, more than one now, two safe and effective products. The terms all natural organic really mean something in this case because you've done all the hard work. I want to thank you both wish you continued success uh, from all the things you're telling us it's uh, moving forward and when I introduce every podcast I say it's about creative conversation with people who have something to say and you guys have a lot to say <laughs> two creative sorts and uh, I wish you the best thanks for joining us on the podcast
2: thank you so much Jordan always a pleasure yeah thank you so much
1: we're so grateful and um, hopefully a lot of people will enjoy listening so appreciate you
0: Thank you to both of my guests, Stephanie and Hannah. Again, to find out more about their company and their progress, visit personalfavefav.co. Once again, personalfave, that's spelled F-A-V, dot co, C-O. Thanks as always to Dan Tebow of Fast Witch Media, to Ken Carberry and everyone at Chart Productions for help in producing this and many other podcasts, audiobooks, commercials, narrations, etc., cetera, et cetera, And of course, to you, the subscribers from all over planet Earth, we are so appreciative. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast where and when you can. And until next time, this is Jordan saying, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care.